Rudy Wizzes podcast is brought to you by First Nations Fiber. On today's episode of The Beating Table, we'll be talking about what happens when an order goes south, some of our favorite materials we like to use, and the rapid fire questions from Instagram and Facebook. Have a listen. First Nations Wireless is now First Nations Fiber. You've seen our team working through the community to get you connected. From the new development to the OCR, from the 207 to Clay Mountains, FN Fiber makes fiber optic internet easy for everyone. Come into Gonhawaga soon. Visit radio.fnfiber.com to sign up today. Hello and welcome to The Beating Table with your hosts, Dekoruhyakwa Stand-Up and Leif Makiwa. Today is the taping of our April episode, which is our fourth episode. And right now, we don't necessarily have a title of sorts. Uh, we were going to talk about uh, some of the, our favorite things and some of our, um, I guess, items that bring us inspiration or some tips and tricks that we have for our specific projects. But before we get into all that, we are going to talk about a very hot topic. And it is, what happens when an order goes south? When an artist and client are not on the same page. Now, I'm going to be real with everybody. It's been playing out over social media, this question. And it's something that happens, I guess, maybe, I guess not necessarily talked about because nobody really wants to talk about this issue because no one wants to like air their dirty laundry, right? But if we don't talk about it, then we can't learn from other people's experiences and we won't have any direction for if, if and when, hopefully not, it happens to us. So Margaret, what is your thoughts on this particular topic? What happens when an order goes south? And it could be general, right? Like it could be like something on your part, it could be something on their part. It could just be like a total crash and fail and a bomb because sometimes that's what happens, right? Like sometimes you have an order and it's like a total yeah. fail. I don't even know where to start with all of that. So it happens, obviously. It, it really sucks when it happens. For myself, I, can, I guess I can only really talk about my own experiences. And then I think now how I would handle it now or and how I've handled it in the past, I don't have I had it with beating? I don't, I can't honestly say that I've had the experience with beating, I don't think. I've had some cases where it was just like a shit show, really, you know, but <laughs> it's not really this in the same category, I guess. But uh, so years ago, I took on a painting project. Uh, I think I talked about this before, but, you know, somebody had ordered something and in the end, she couldn't take it. And it was like a lot of money worth a lot of money and it was a very specific painting to the point where like she wanted some of her animals in the picture and which I didn't do at the time like I never got around to doing it so uh, I think in the end she didn't take it and there was no I was new to the whole situation and even now still like I don't take down payments I don't do stuff like that like money up front mm -hmm. because I work that's my goal basically mm -hmm. and well Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, generally, I don't take the money up front. So uh, it was the same situation back then. Uh, and in the end, I just resold it to somebody else. Like, that's basically what I did. So it was like, no, to me, it wasn't a big, well, not that it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, you put a lot of time, you put a lot of efforts in it. But with the money wise, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, what? I'll just deal with it somewhere else you just know? sell it someplace else. yeah to mm -hmm. me so in that sense it wasn't that big of a deal it can be annoying though you know it, like you go through all of that that mm -hmm. work and then it's you know it's not secure after that but um now i don't know how i would well i would handle it the same way honestly for me right now the select few jobs that i have taken uh money right away mm -hmm. it's always in the back of my head though that if something falls through say i can't complete this this order on time or if the client doesn't like it or whatever, mm -hmm. like I'm always prepared to kind of pay the money back to give that money back. Like I in, spend it <laughs> and then I'm like grasping at straws. No. Well, yeah, like there's times where, yeah, it's got to pay the bills. But in general, though, I, I, you know, that's always at the back of my head, especially large orders. Like, OK, how the heck am I going to pay thousands of dollars back if they give it? That's generally mm -hmm. why I don't accept money right away because I'm mm -hmm. like hey sometimes you've got to put that on bills right away so mm -hmm. 
that's kind of general. I don't like to spend the money before I actually have the money, I guess, mm -hmm. in some cases, you know. But how do I handle, I guess, like, communication is the biggest thing for mm -hmm. me. Like, we've said that before, you know. When you are working with anybody, uh, any client, you have to make sure that you're on the same page at all yeah, times. For sure. At all times, you know. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes, honestly, in the past, I've taken on jobs where things were already dicey from the beginning, where it was like, okay, they chose this or they, and it, it wasn't something that I totally jived with, where mm -hmm. I was like, that's not my thing, but that's yeah. what they ordered, you know, yeah. so I'll, I'll try to do it the best that I can yeah. and still have me in there, you know, but I'll be honest where I haven't, like, I wouldn't reach out in the past because I'm like, Reach out in what sense? Like to a client? Like I wouldn't show them because I don't want oh. them to say like, well, I don't like it and then I got to change it all. That kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. but I've kind of learned from doing that. I don't do that anymore, you know, like because there's a chance that you're going to go halfway through that beadwork and if you send it and show it and they don't like it, yeah. then you have to fix it. You mm -hmm. have to do something. Because you can't if you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, if they don't know, then I don't have to fix anything. <laughs> but in the end, that's worse because then you have a final finished product to show somebody. And if they don't like it, you know, like, then what do you do from there? So for me personally, I can't say that I'm always willing to ask his. I'm not. Mm -hmm. If somebody doesn't like it, we will do the best to come up with some kind of a solution. If it's mm -hmm. something that I can fix, I will. If it's something where I, I can't, then we kind of part ways. We have to agree to disagree in, the, in that sense, mm -hmm. you know. Somebody had wrote something on social media media, and uh, I did comment on, on the post where I kind of said, you know, like I worked really hard to have my beadwork hold a good name or my, myself as a business mm -hmm. person keep a good, you know, a good name on my on my uh my work so you kind of you have to you have to pick and choose your battle yeah and you have to hold a respect for other people in that sense you know like and stuff doesn't always play out the mm -hmm. way you like it to you know and what's you know the common ground that can be um that can be reached so that mm -hmm. your name isn't being pulled through the mud you know mm -hmm. you're not getting getting blasted all over the place and a space where you also feel okay with you know mm -hmm. in the end once it's all done mm -hmm. so for me that's kind of what I kind of look at you know mm -hmm. like but yeah to me it's like communication is is key like you really have to you have to check every step of the way you have to make sure and and you have to be vocal mm -hmm. if you take on a job and somebody says okay well I want all fluorescence and I want shit brown on everything like you know like if that is not your <laughs> vibe <laughs> if you do not like that tell them yeah. Right off the bat to say, you know what, there's times where I don't like doing animals. I honestly hate doing animals. And people will ask like, hey, can you put a bear on this? Can you put it? Even my own mother, she's so poor. She's like, can you put that? And I was like, Ista, I hate doing animals. Like, I'm not putting on a bear. <laughs> I'm not, you know. So it's things like that. You have to be upfront. You have to, you know, respect yourself mm -hmm. enough to voice that to people. And if they don't like it, then... It's totally fine. There are other bead workers. And yes, sometimes you want that job, but, you know, don't, sacri don't sacrifice yourself, you know, for those situations. Sometimes you have to let some things go. So yeah. that's my two cents, I guess, on some of it. I don't know if I touched on everything. Maybe more will come out. But Well, before I get into my specific like um, thoughts about this, the question, there was somebody who actually wrote in about this specific topic because I had posted on Instagram, like what happens? If you had any comments to let us know. And one artist just said she took on an order from somebody and like, you know, they, she got the colors and whatnot. And she just said that she had to professionally as best she could just say to her that she felt that she just didn't really like like what she was doing. And she felt shitty about it, you know, like she didn't want to not do it, but she just didn't like it. And she said she felt really shitty for canceling. But at the same time, she said, I'm happy I didn't sell something that I didn't even like or that had my name on it. Mm -hmm. And it just touches on basically what you said about, you know, the, your integrity as an artist and like, you know, keeping your good name. But what about from the client's perspective, right? Like, what about from the client? Like you have this anticipation of this wonderful art and then now you have somebody who says, sorry, I can't do it because like, you know, I really don't like it or... Uh, it's just not jiving with whatever. Like, I try to think about that 
a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like, well, oh, well, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. oh, well, in the sense that, you know, I wouldn't want somebody working on something that was so important to me if they really didn't want to. Yeah. And if it really didn't like, you know, if they didn't weren't like a hundred percent into it, you know, so I get like both perspectives. I think, I don't think I've ever had to, I've ordered anything that myself personally, and it, it went awry or something like that. And I've never been the disgruntled client justified in their like annoyance of a artist or someone who didn't follow through on what they said. Hopefully I, I'm not, I'm not on the opposite end of anybody's thing. Like, you know, I don't think so. I hope not. I mean, not that I can remember, but who knows, like, you know, with trauma, sometimes you block out those situations. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I can get it. Like I get it, the frustration on the client's part, but in terms of myself, I would try my best to fulfill an order. And if it fell through, I would, and if, if it fell through on my part in this, in this sense that I backed out or whatnot, I would give the money back. You know, I take down payment. I would give the money back because then they have nothing, you know? And like you said, like, if I have something that I worked on and the client didn't like it and they gave me money, well, I could sell that somewhere. Like you said, like the same thing, like I could sell it. But then that person has nothing. Like I, for myself, I don't think that's fair, but to each his own. And if you have an agreement with a client and that's what you said, that you're not giving the money back. And I'm talking specifically about what we saw on social media, because that's what generated this conversation. And mm -hmm. that's and, what formulated a lot of the questions that we received. So, yeah. And, and I'm not going to be like naive and say that it's not being talked about because it is, because I've heard it every all over the place, you know, yeah. and I feel bad for the artists who are on the other side of it too. Like, you know, like if people are not saying nice things about you or not even not saying nice things about you or telling the truth of the situation that happened between you and somebody else. Like, it's not like, you know, or whatever the situation might be like, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad for all parties involved. I don't believe I've ever had a, a circumstance where I've been the artist and have not fulfilled an order kind of thing. I've had orders and the start of it was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this. Like, these are the colors. But then I went and then I finished an excellent piece and went back to the client and said, you know what? At first, and I'm, I'm upfront, like I'm an upfront person. You know, I was like, at first I really didn't care for this, but it challenged me so much that I made it work and it turned out really good, you know? And, and I've had situations and clients where like, I do a lot of custom work. I am like, I might not be like super on time in the sense that like, I am maybe sticking to my timelines in the sense of like, oh yeah, we're going to try a fitting here. We're going to try a fitting there, but I get the job done when it's supposed to be done. I make sure that all my colors are okayed by the people involved. I always send pictures all the time. Some people say that I might be too, um, on the ball. No. <laughs> no, some people might be say I'm too obliging to a con like oh yeah to a client or even kiss ass. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I work damn hard to make sure that my name is stellar mm -hmm. and that I provide the clients with what they want and what they are paying for. Like if you're yeah. paying for a custom, it ain't no like hundred dollar item here you're buying, you know? So I get it. Like I get like I would I like I want to I want people to be treated how I would like to be treated in that case. And if I'm giving you like thousands of dollars to make something that I'm going to wear on my most special day, well, then I want to make sure that that person's treated that way. You know, it's a really touchy situation and everybody has to like, you know, like you, you said, like have communication, be open with the clients, be open with the, with the artists, know your boundaries for sure. Mm -hmm. What you can take on, what you can't. That's the biggest thing for me. That was a, a huge learning curve. Especially if this is your business, when this is your business and you're not working elsewhere, that money, that that's your yeah. income. But you also have to be able to say no, you know, if you're too busy. In a busy. timely manner. Don't wait till the last minute to tell a client. And at the same time, don't wait till the last minute to tell an artist like, hey, I need this thing. Well, yeah, that. Oh, God. But I find even that though, like last year is perfect example. I am a fast beater. Yes, I can mm -hmm. produce things a little quicker. This is my job, though. Like, I'm sitting at home 24-7 doing it. That's why I can say, like, yeah, I can get it done in, <laughs> in this kind of, you know, time slot. Yeah. But last year, I took on too much because 
just because, you know what? I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it on. Oh, okay, yeah, I need that extra money. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I can get this done in that time. So you also have to ask yourself, like, can I really? Because in reality, like, you know, you also, when you say yes to a client, there's a backlist that you also need to keep in, in mind. Yeah. Can life. you take, yes, can you take on that job and still keep your house clean, <laughs> get your kids to school? Mm-hmm. You know, like for me, helping out my mother or my parents, you know, like that's life or... My kids have hockey games or they have basketball. Can I just I... got COVID and I yes. couldn't beat. And my husband at one point said, you know, I was like walking around like, oh my God, like I feel a little bit better. He's like, well, beat. I go, but I can't because I got a headache. Like, yeah, you can't concentrate. I can't concentrate. So yeah. like, you know, life happens like, and then, but yeah. deadlines are still deadlines. They're not, yeah. gonna, you know. So for me, it's like, uh, I had to do a reality check too. Mm-hmm. And then keep that in, in the back of my head all the time. So when I take on a, a job, like realistically yeah if i'm sitting there i can if i'm sitting there all day i can bust out a pair of moccasins for you mm-hmm. is that realistic though because you know what somebody's gonna come home and say stop can you drive me here uh i need mm-hmm. supper can you feed me can you yeah and then you have to stop so those are you know sounds ridiculous and it should always be playing in your head but sometimes it doesn't you know you take things on in a whim or mm-hmm. feel like yes i can do it but you know you have to be realistic when you're um, taking on jobs too don't overload yourself, mm-hmm. you know, put your attention on where it needs to be done, mm-hmm. you know. So those are other things, too. I, I was just thinking, too, I had another, actually, I remembered this was like the worst, I think, job that I ever had to deal with. Um, It was for painting, though. It wasn't for uh, beadwork. But mm-hmm. I had a lady that I used to work with years ago, years and years ago. And I had just really started, I guess, professionally painting at that time, Mm -hmm. um, taking on jobs and things like that. And the woman had an old rocking chair, uh, not a rocking, a rocking horse Mm -hmm. that she wanted painted. And it was for a baby shower and blah, blah, blah. So I had a deadline. So I agreed and I took it on and she worked with me and I had it at work. So in between my breaks, on my lunch, after school, at home, at night, I was working on this thing. So she wanted it to look like a carousel horse. Mm -hmm. She gave me, there was like beyond communication, I think. Because you saw her every day, right? Yes. So every day she would walk in the room, check (laughs) on it, like come in and check on it and whatever. And it was like to the point where, which is fine if you're on the same page, but this is a whole nother aspect too, though, is that you could be in sync with a a customer to start Mm because that's what happened. She gave me pictures. She showed me colors, picked everything Mm -hmm. i started it she would come in oh well i don't really like that color can we do this and then give me a whole different scheme so then i i agreed i changed it up Mm -hmm. totally fine but then she came again and then again and then again and it it was constant like constantly changing Mm -hmm. that's when you have to know when to cut ties i'd be like hey listen lady i'm sorry yeah I, i i would love to finish your project you're not giving me the chance to even finish this is what I'm going with. That's it. Yeah. And I would never bring it back to work. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It, yeah, I didn't. After a while, I had to stop. Like, you know, which kind of sucked, though, because I had mm-hmm. small babies at the time. So when I'm home, I'm home. So yeah. I was working like late into like after they're gone to bed, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So in the end with that, she tried to stiff me because she said that it wasn't what she wanted. Meanwhile, she saw you working the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And she and she knew that she had changed the colors 8,000 times on me and the mm-hmm. whole scheme and the whole layout of like a saddle. I painted a saddle. I painted reins on it, the mouth thing and everything. And she changed even that like a million times. So in the end, yeah, she tried to um, she tried to say, well, I'm not paying for what, you know, like th- because it's not what I asked for. <laughs> I was like, lady, you don't even know what you wanted. Like, you know, in the end, so... <laughs> I I think she had given me a down payment and mm-hmm. I was like, look, that down payment is what you're paying for now. Like in the end, that's where we agreed because she did take the item though. In oh. the end, she did take the horse and I said, well, I'll give it back to you. It's totally fine. You can take it with all the whatever's on there mm-hmm. because I did do work and you are taking it. So mm-hmm. I was like, if you don't want to pay it, then I'm keeping the horse. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. where we're at, you mm-hmm. know? So that's kind of what we did. And um, she paid less, though, for all that work because it was whatever the down payment was at the time. I don't mm-hmm. remember. So that's kind of the you think only that's a, a nightmare. Question. Yeah. Because now my wheels are turning, right? Oops. Yep. 
I'm trying to get rowdy in the <laughs> the studio. Okay, so with that story, yes. Now I have a question. Mm-hmm. And maybe a question for everyone who's listening too. When you give a down payment, and in your case, the client took the piece mm-hmm. and you kept the money, would you say that whatever is worked on up until the down payment, if the ch- if the client didn't like it, they could take it? Yeah. Wait, what? Say so, it again. <laughs> if I have a falling out with a client, say I'm working on a grad order, not, I am working on a grad order. This is not my specific story. This mm. is just a hypothetical mm-hmm. because I love my clients and I love my orders. Every one of them. No. Um, yeah, I do kind of sometimes, even though sometimes they get my nerves, but whatever, you know, <laughs> no one in particular, all orders get on everybody's nerves, I think. Yeah. To some extent. Anyway, I digress. Now, so I have a fallout with my client. They've given me a down payment. I've worked on a few things in the sense that, you know, like say I worked on a pair of moccasins and I'm on the cuffs now and they really don't like anything and they say, never mind. Okay. So now I have moccasins and now I have cuffs half done. Let's say like, I don't want, I don't want that, but I'll take them and you just keep the down payment. That's fine. Like to me, it's like, yeah, I'll go as far as that needs to be, or I'll give you your money back. Like that's basically how I would do it. Like with that lady, it was... She wanted the horse. She still wanted the yeah. horse. You know, it wasn't my rocking horse. Like, I didn't want it anyway, but, yeah. you know, so I was like, all right, well, your down payment is paying for it. And I think she did give me a little bit more because I was like, well, there are, there's hours and hours yeah, put yeah. into this thing. I don't think it was the full amount that we agreed on or yeah. whatever, but she took it back. So mm-hmm. she paid. She paid for mm-hmm. whatever work was done on it. If she wasn't willing to pay, then I would have kept the horse mm-hmm. you know like there to me a business has to have an exchange mm-hmm. there has yeah. to be come some kind of a back and forth that's particularly how i feel with the, the um, down payment like i don't know i i it doesn't sit okay with me to mm-hmm. keep like a down payment if they're not getting a product i guess mm-hmm. yeah i because even that like material all like to me i look at it like a down payment secures the item but in the end, it's for that client. So they should be taking something. Well, secure your time for one thing, right? The time, like the yes. Time. But if you're going to be reselling that, what are you reselling it at? Are you now making double? Yeah, off of what somebody Yeah, so that's the way I look at it. In a, in part a, of, but didn't take. Yeah. Or so it, wasn't wasn't allowed. Yeah, I don't see that. So to me, that's how I I fabricate it, I guess, in my head for my own business, where... It would be a win-win. In our case, if that's how we work... It would be a win-win in our situation. Yeah, because you're making a lot more off of that. You're that. making the down payment if you didn't give it back. If things fall through, I give that money back. I to me, it's not yeah. because I'm gonna I'm gonna take that set and I'm gonna sell it somewhere else. Like and then you made the money off the down payment if you didn't give it back, and then you make more money off of the piece that you that you. Know yeah, so I'm making like a lot, which is hey, that's great, you know. But yeah. but I don't know. For me, it wouldn't sit well with me. I I uh-huh. wouldn't. So yeah, in that sense. Uh, like I had with that other client, you know, like she, she took the horse back in the end. So mm-hmm. she did pay for what she took, yeah. you know, basically, even if it wasn't the full amount, but we just, you know, I washed my hands of the whole situation after that, because I was like, you know what, we're not getting anywhere. And I just want you out of my hair now. Like, yeah. but no, for me, I, I, there has to be some sort of an exchange or some sort of something. You gotta, you gotta come to some kind of a, a, a midway point, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, if if they're paying you like oh, okay, here's five hundred bucks, and mm-hmm. you know, then and, and they don't like it or there's something, then if it's not complete, if it's complete or whatever, then give them what you know that down payment could pay for or you know mm-hmm. whatever. So that's that's me personally, like I guess to each their own, but mm-hmm. you know that's how I would work it. So everybody who's listening, our main main takeaway is communication, communication, communication. Lay down your boundaries. Make sure you are checking in constant, well, as much as you can and as much as you feel comfortable. Yeah. And again, I think it comes with experience, right? Like, I don't believe I would be the same, like this forthcoming or this communicative with clients if I was a, if I, if if I was my younger self. I know I didn't yeah. probably have the confidence. Me too. But keep the up, up the communication. Take orders only you that you know for sure that you can complete. Yeah. And and give your 100% too. Yeah. And have some grace for the clients. And clients, have some grace for the artists. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes too. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, well, we don't have to see people like 
not being so kind to each other. But I mean, what yeah. are we going to do? Like people, people, people are going to do that. I'm sure I've done it in the past, but you know. Yeah, and it is what it is. And and we also have to speak on behalf of all beaters too, because, you know, as clients, people ordering, you have to remember that, you know what? It has to be like as a client, check in. If you yeah, don't yes, hear from exactly. them, check in. You check need in. to also be checking in all the time. As much as beaters may not like that, mm-hmm. if you're on... If you're unsure, if something was unclear, you need to check in with them. Be polite. You if you know? have a change of heart on something, yes. like, you know, make Tell sure. Tell them right away. You, yes. Do not wait till the last minute because that is a lot of work. And in the end, sometimes you may get somebody to say, well, sorry, you know what? I don't have the time to do it. And 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 bead workers have every right to say that, too, because mm-hmm. it is a business. Yeah. If they can't fulfill it, you know, it, it kind of swings both ways. Respect and communication. Yeah, you have yeah. to get. And from the get-go, like, don't be waiting till the last second now, you know? Um, from the get-go, what? Like, don't be me who, like, waits the last minute to get all our orders done? <laughs> no, I mean, like... And lives off the down there's payment? A problem, I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, if there's a problem, don't oh, wait don't till, wait. like, the end. Like, oh, no. okay, surprise, you know? So, yeah, it, it sucks. It's a shitty situation. And, you know, I had an interesting conversation about it with somebody who had said, you know... Uh, when things like this fall through within a, the beating community, because that's that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like situations happen all over the Confederacy, and everybody hears about it because you have social media, you have inboxes, you have all of that. So mm-hmm. these things go around. We can't. Well, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh no, we don't talk. Everybody talks. Everybody talks. So it was interesting what the topic was about. How you know what. These situations kind of set a lot of other people up too, in a sense where it puts clients, you you kind of like, um, I guess it, it shines a light on all bead workers. Like, can everybody be trusted now to, mm. to fulfill like certain jobs? Like that's, that's the topic that we were talking about. Mm. Like, because this isn't something new either. Like these, these issues, like mm-hmm. I've heard of other issues with other uh, bead workers like years ago too, where mm-hmm. people weren't fulfilling their, their thing, weren't getting back to the uh, clients after they messaged them and messaged them to say, when am I going to have my, my stuff ready on time? Not getting an answer, mm-hmm. you know, getting pushed and pushed and whatever. So it kind of like, does it make, does it put a bad name on everyone was the was kind of like the question, you know, so... But it goes both ways, too, because then it's also like if you have a, a, a hard client, too, mm-hmm. who wants to take on a hard client? Like, <laughs> you know, so I find like when there's situations like this, the best way to deal about the whole thing, first and foremost, is privately, you know, because yeah, it, it sure. sucks to have on both accounts, have, like, beater you be and client. The, you should be having that conversation privately first before it goes to social media. Like if you can't even have that conversation then maybe in the beginning you picked the wrong reader. Like you have to like, like there's a, like maybe everybody can't work with Leaf Makiwa. Maybe she's just too like procrastinating <laughs> and whatever and all this stuff. Maybe people can't work with it. You got to like shop around. Like you want to find somebody that jives like with your one, maybe the aesthetic, but two, like, you know, your personality. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I don't know. There's a lot. There's all, it's like, uh, it's a, it's a, Hot topic. There's a lot to unfold and unravel on that mm-hmm. on both accounts, you know, so it's a lot. But. It's a lot. But we wanted to talk about it because it was a very hot topic and we are all about the hot topics and getting the And the, the transparency. Like we yeah. always said, you know what, we're gonna talk about what's going on. What's going on and that was really what was going on. So I thought it would be very good to talk about that. So now to get on to what our original topic was going to be on today's fabulous episode of the beating table, it's called <laughs> Some of our favorite things. So we had uh, said we were going to talk about some of the things, the materials, the little doodad things that we like to use in beading. And then we also asked some people to send in some questions regarding like different beading stuff. So uh, Margaret, here is one of your favorite things. It says small bird scissors. Please elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those tiny little stork scissors. I don't know. They're about three inches long i like them <laughs> and you can take them on the plane yes yes because the blade is small enough so you could take yes. those on the bl- on the plane i had white ones originally actually you know what uh there's like a little bit of uh nostalgia to them they remind tell, me of my tell. grandmother oh you know because she had her little sewing kit all the time mm-hmm. and whatnot so 
I'm pretty sure. Well, she had longer ones, though. She had a, like, they were bigger. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I had liked them. And I got, I found, like, little white ones. And I, I am, like, color-wise, I'm a little crazy with certain things. Like, I like neutrals. I like dark black. I like white. You like to put things in order. That's the kind of. Yeah, a little crazy. But, um, yeah, so at Nisia's, she had, uh, they were, like, matte black. And I saw yeah. them, and I was like, I need those <laughs> even need though them I, in your life yes i already had a pair but i was like oh yes. no i need those so i went and i bought two of them so and i have so two of them <laughs> if i look in your bead thing your bead like bag or your container they'll be in there oh yes yes, okay. yes. they're there now <laughs> so small black scissors and yeah. you can find them and at the time you said nisia's right nisia's accessories the, the black ones yeah here in gonawage shout out to nisia's accessories on the beading <laughs> table okay so we have naimo thread Yes. size b b i am because we are on back order right now no we are not oh yes good. it just came in the other day but because awesome. i was sick oh. i didn't do all the stuff so next week at traditions i'm gonna walk it shout out to traditions <laughs> you can find naimo thread b yes all right so i am a b person all the way right now i am working with d Okay, everybody, it's a little bit thicker. Yeah, it's it's I will like admit it's thicker. two strands, or like hair strands thicker, but it makes all the difference. Uh, for me, anyways, you know what? Like when I pull it through, I want to pull it clean and easy and I don't want to be pinching nothing and pulling and whatever. So yeah. that's what happens with the D. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like that. So I use B and I use, I don't know what they're called. They're John James Needles. Yes, the Sharps size 12. Yeah, That's what I use. I only use those. Yeah. I have gone through the, what are the eagle eye or the golden eye ones. I hate, well, sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, shame any. Uh, no, <laughs> I personally don't like them because the, the head is too, the eye is too, too thick. Too thick it's what? too big. Yeah. You're fighting with beads, whatever. Yeah. I don't like that. So I do only those needles. I'm kind of a snob, I guess, with some of my uh, stuff. Like I, I think a lot of people are falling in that category, necessarily with needles, but in terms of like, preference like when you're an artist you have a certain kind of preference mm -hmm. you know i like nymo thread b but i also like nymo thread o and double o oh my god but yeah but you use like micro I use small beads, but sometimes like i'm not like i guess i'm not a a snob in the sense where i won't use other threads if i've got only oh <laughs> man won't. i'm just using o if i, I got like whatever i'm using that you know yeah. like i don't really care but i do care about one big thing and it might rock everybody's world. I do care not to use glue at all. <laughs> I am a not glue person. I will not say what I use, but I will not use glue. I am not about I that. I know. I'll, I'll, uh, Nobody is going to listen to Margaret. You know, she just tells tell lies. No. <laughs> but for me, I have to say it's been about maybe, oh my God, about maybe 10 years, if not a little bit less. My hands get sore. And that's the only reason, like, I can't use glue. And I do not use cardboard, not saying what I use. <laughs> I do not use cardboard at all. I am not about that life. And I respect people to, who do because, you know what? It is some hard, it's a hard life. Literally a hard <laughs> life for me if I have to use cardboard. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. so shout out to all those <clears throat> cardboard and uh, whiteboard and every other color board people. Yeah, shout I out have to retired you. my cardboard. Get I, out of town. Yes, I have because for that reason, my hands hurt. Like I wonder where she learned that from. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's you know I'm getting I'm getting older. Well, yeah. come on, now I'm not mm -hmm. that old, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, and I have to. This is my job. I have to protect my my hands. So I had to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, I love cardboard. I loved my cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically used cereal box. Oh my God, that's the hardest one. Yes, I love that. That's old school though, because that's how we learned too. Like in the beading group that I was in, mm -hmm. we learned on like cereal boxes. And then somebody said, oh yeah, maybe we should try the bakery boxes. Yeah. And then somebody <laughs> said, white Bristol board is thick. White Bristol board, the depending on where you go, is thicker than the colored one. Yeah. So that's like. Even in, in the whites though, yes, there's, there's, there's two, a variation. Yes. So, but you know what? The reasoning for the cardboard for me is I'm a rough beater. So oh. I, I'll snap beat like my needles like a million times. Like when I'm going. Because you're going through the cardboard. Yeah, but I'm always rough anyways. Like the way I, I, I don't know, whatever. So <laughs> the cardboard would hold up better. 
Like when I use Pelin, I use Pelin now. That's mm-hmm. that's my stabilizer. That's not a secret because I teach and I'm like, hey, get Pelin. So I use that now. And even that now I notice like I crinkle it like because I'm. That's why I can't use cardboard because I don't like it when it makes that. I had to sit. Yeah. Okay. So this is the reason why the backstory behind cardboard. So how you say crinkles, Pelin yeah. crinkles. I had a situation where I was beating something and it was an order and I used cardboard. And the god darn cardboard for what I did something, I bent it. Yeah. And I could not. There's no going back. And I was like, F this life. (laughs) One, I'm killing myself because you're killing yourself. And, you know, like I was, I wasn't as experienced. I was experienced, but wasn't as experienced as I am now. So, of course, maybe I was using different materials. Like now I know like all of my own tricks of what needle to use with what or what thread to use with what. Maybe I wasn't using the right thing or maybe I was using small bees and I was just trying so hard and I was pulling so hard. And I was like, man, like all that work and it just like ruined. Mm -hmm. So then I had to find something else to use. So, but yeah, shout out to all you cardboard carrying (laughs) beaters out there. How about creativity? Can we give a shout out to like one of our favorite things? And we said creativity. Creativity is one of our favorite things. Imagine, imagine a life with no creativity world. <laughs> it would be very, like is outside, very. <laughs> very blonde gray. Blonde gray. But yeah, like one of our favorite things. And like, I mean, I like my creativity myself. Like, I like my aesthetic. I don't think it's for everybody, but you know, it's, it's mine and I love it. Yes. Okay. So I'm a, a bead snob. I am a bead snob. I will. I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She reaps the benefits because I predominantly like to use Miyuki fifteen like seed beads. Seed beads found at traditions. Yeah, <laughs> so pretty much. Hopefully soon on the website. Yeah. Oh yeah. Leaks so. beads, but not yet. Anyway, next. <laughs> so I use those. I do. Secondly, I will use Charlotte's. I do like Charlotte's, but I do not like that. Sometimes the the hole in the Charlotte's are. There's in, a specific color, right? Because I know a lot of people talk about. I'm not sure if it's white. I'm not sure what color it is. But all of them. They're all like that. Okay. The holes are inconsistent. So when you're beating, you're sifting. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right needle, if you don't, if your threads like the D and too thick, <laughs> your your <laughs> D is too thick. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go through all of the stupid beads. Yeah, so that. Okay, and, so I yeah. will say, for me, I'm not a bead snob. I'll use whatever and anything mm-hmm. except plastic. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going there for like plastic sequins, unfortunately, either. Yeah. Just because, because, and I always like refer to this because when I was at a show, no, because when you're at a show or you're some places, like you have to, like your materials matter. Yeah. It matters what you put on. And so I try not to like yeah, you, do that just because I, I worry, you know, yeah, I worry about you don't want to go, I don't want to say cheap, but cheaper route. Like they're, there's just make sure better they're quality. Glass. Yeah. Glass or like natural stone or whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do like Toho's, but for flat stitch. Mm-hmm. Cause um, the hole is square, everybody. A whole a toho yeah. hole is more square, and then a Miyuki seed bead is more round. round. It's like a seed, yeah. Yeah, it's so, a different kind of like look. Yeah, um, I find the tohos actually they're, they're they come in different colors. Yeah, so that's like why people the, like the, the colors, colors are, are amazing. Yes, they're yes. they're really nice yes. on those. I like I like them. Like I said, flat work. I really like to do them with. I will occasionally use them like my yoke right now that I just finished for mm-hmm. my daughter is the pink in there is Toho because mm-hmm. the color I was looking for yes. a specific color and they come in beautiful colors. But I find for me, I'm not not dissing them and not, you know, everybody else does different beadwork. So but for me, I can't get them to raise and look nice. Mm-hmm. I find it looks choppy. It almost turns into a delica, which I I personally don't like delicas. Mm-hmm. I don't use them anymore. I used to, but I I don't now that we have access to more beads. But yeah, I'm a snob in that way. I don't like delicas and I find sometimes the toho sit similar in okay. a rate mm-hmm. for me. Like how yeah. I do it, I do it. And I'm like, oh, why does it look? like I can't get it to to me, it's not, not round. Yeah. Yeah. I can't it, get yeah. it to ch- mm-hmm. change. So for it's me. All preference, I, yeah. Yeah. So I end up like just sticking with my good old Miyuki's and I don't know. For me, I use that. Like specifically, I'm Calling out Grant here. Grant, he always jokes about us in our 15s or size 15s. I love the 15s. Sometimes I'll use 11s though, uh-huh. just for trim work. I just started doing that just because, hey, it's faster and it fills up. But, <laughs> but I 
specifically like the, I, I just find, because I, I guess I started with the 15s and mm-hmm. smallers. When I go to an 11, I'm like, oh my God, it looks so big. Yeah. So. But I mean, like I said, like you said, like for trim work, size 15 would be good. I mean, size 11, but like it all depends on like the di- like the dimension. All the beads, all the beads, Toho, Mayuki, yeah. Charlotte, Czech, uh, Antique, they all add different dimensions to different people's yeah. work. Yeah, so. and it's yeah. like so cool to see how, like for me, it, it's because I don't work with them like 11s. I don't really know how to use or I guess I could, but I don't practice it. So mm-hmm. I don't do it all the time. Yeah. So it's spacing and all of that. Like I would have to really practice it and do it a lot to to know how to place it so mm-hmm. that it's it's being used. Um, as effectively as it can be. Like, yes. when you get yeah. Because like you look 15. at Grant stuff, he does like yeah. 11s a lot and mm-hmm. other, you know, and it's beautiful. Like, and I feel like when I put it on, it looks like this big chunky mess. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know how to work with them that mm-hmm. well. So. Yeah, so it's cool, though, to see that, like, how people's styles are completely different with different uh-huh. sizes and stuff like that, you know, so. I am all down, this is one of my favorite things, for a really good, like, carrying case or a little piece of, like, <laughs> a plastic, like, container that holds, like, some good pens. And I must say, in the past recent years, I started using Indian Creek thread conditioner and the Emery products, and they're excellent. They can also be found on Traditions and soon on the Leet Speeds website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are some really good things that I like. And I must say, I did not think of it at first, but Margaret said it and I wrote it down. It says, the infamous art light. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Everybody, round of applause for that light. <gasps> Yay, you because need it. Especially as you're getting older, in my case, I'm 44, and some people might not think that's old, but... That's 44 years I was using these eyes. And let me tell you, it's work. Yeah. And you need some really good lighting. My dad always said, don't read in the dark. Yeah. Don't bead in the dark if you don't have to also. Because, you know, yeah. sometimes those colors change in the, in the, in the late nights. And when you're young <laughs> and you think like, oh, yeah, I'm so tough. I can bead anywhere. I can bead in any lighting. Yeah. Well, no, I'm pushing 40. I'm not even close. Well, yeah, I'm sort of close now, but I need an alt light. And I'm getting to the point where I almost don't bead at night anymore because mm-hmm. I'm trying to preserve my eyes. I got a long way to go and I don't want to be blind, you know, so I used to feel like, oh, yeah, no, I can do this. And, mm-hmm. that, you know, pff, no. Protect yourself, protect your hands, protect your eyes, like do what you can and save those extremities. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Questions. Or are you done with your favorite things? Uh, we have flower patterns. That's pretty important, I think. Yeah. Your like favorite stuff, flower patterns. I keep mine in a little baggie. Yeah. I have mine in a little baggie too. I have like a whole bunch. Oh, somebody, I'm not going to say her name because I don't think she wants, I, like I didn't ask permission, but somebody I saw posted on instagram like i think that it was going around like their tables and you know show your uh beating spots and mm-hmm. whatever and somebody had a little box it was so cute and then like it was open in the picture and then all her like little flower um like flower patterns and stuff like cute. little it was in there and i was like but it was i don't remember offhand what the box looked like you know what i saw some little boxes I'm not sure if it where it was and i thought oh i know where it was it's when I went to Arizona and I went back. <laughs> I was in Plattsburgh because, you know, I had a big situation anyway, whatever, we won't go there. <laughs> anyway, I was in Plattsburgh and I went to Hobby Lobby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hobby Lobby. And they had these little tins and I was going to buy some for the store. Maybe that's what it was. It for, was a tin or something. It was like, it was a box that, though. Yes, yes. And it wasn't just like a little plastic see-through box. It was like a cute little box. Yeah, like, I'm something. all for that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it was something like that. So I was like, oh, that's so nice. I should do that. <laughs> right now, mine are... Like the thousand things we oh have to carry God. our beads. It's so crazy. So getting back to bags, I am a bag hoarder, collector. Mm-hmm. And it's like right now, like my sister-in-law had bought me this like really nice set for Christmas. It was like all makeup bags. I mm-hmm. think it was Christmas or my birthday. It was all... Like toiletry bags, like mm-hmm. makeup bags. And there was like maybe three in there, but each bag was different. And mm-hmm. that's what it was supposed to be for. Like my makeup or like yeah. travel, whatever. It's all being used for my beads. So because they're all <laughs> different sizes too, so they're perfect. So I use that. I like the little zipper bags, like the little, I don't know how yeah. big they are. I know what you mean. Yeah. the Yeah. And it needs a zipper because all my stuff goes flying all over the place. So I love those. Even in Hawaii, when I was away, I kept like, look, 
I had to stop myself because I was like, oh, Leith would like that. Oh, I like that color. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go broke now if I'm trying to buy all this crap. And I'm like, and we don't need it. We don't, <laughs> we don't need it. No, we, we don't got need a lot it. to sell. But um, yeah, I like, I like bags and I like, like carrying bags, like tote bags. Like, mm. oh, I have to do a shout out to go one of my it. friends because my favorite bag, like my work bag that I bring to the shop every day is my friend Dejoktu, Kelsey Deer. She has a small business that she's doing and she creates, she um, makes like bags, school bags, like bike bags, but it's the quality of it should honestly, like you would see these bags. Chalk bags for climbing. Yes. You would see them at like, like sports expert. They're like heavy duty, mm -hmm. like quality. really well done. She does it all by hand. She does it herself at home, that kind of thing, you know. And she has an Instagram page. Yeah, and it's under Caltech. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my favorite. You can go on there and you can pick your colors. So that's what I love. So I have this beautiful tote bag from her. Yeah, it's like a forest green and black. Yes, yeah, I really love nice. it. So, and it has like a little clip to keep everything closed. And pockets, like the bag has to have pockets. You yes, know, so... Shout out to her, but yeah, that's uh, that's my my favorite. So I bring that all over the place. So we're just full of the shout outs today. Yeah, <laughs> we're being so generous. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, first question. Yes. Would you rather have beautiful work oh, or God. quality work? Now this kind of stumped me. I'm like, what? I know. Okay. Okay. So this was a question that we were given on Instagram. I do believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know how to answer this, really. It's going to be quick. We're gonna be, this is going to be rapid fire. Oh, Christ. Uh, okay. So, okay, both. Okay. How the hell do you do one without the other to me? Exactly. I, I, I don't. Like, things could look like crap. Who I'm wants not paying it? for crap. Yeah, and then if it's quality. like beads are falling off or you can see in between like your, your rope stitch or your whatever, like, no, then I want I'm that either. Yeah, so both. Like, I, I can't sacrifice either or. You no, know? I can't. And, you know... I want it to look nice up close, not just from far away. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Okay, what type of stabilizers do you recommend for various projects? Mox, yokes, purses. Okay, before we get into rapid fire for that one, <laughs> we had posted that you had recently finished oh. your daughter's yoke, and somebody had also asked what material was used for the yoke. So, what stabilizer you use for yoke? Okay, I'm being mean here. Okay, I'm doing what you... Not that you're mean, but like... I'm not telling a secret, Good. I guess. Okay, but Good. what is used on that yoke, I will tell because it's, that's not a secret. Yeah. I use cotton canvas. Okay. I have now changed it to something else and I'm not telling. Okay. So that on that one, it's a cotton canvas. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I like it. I, you know, I used it. It has a good whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's it. <laughs> I'm not telling the other stuff. And um, oh, what like else? And if Noah says, what stabilizers do you recommend for mocks, purses, yokes, etc.? Oh, it depends. Okay. And uh, if you want to know what I use, you got to take my pieces apart. There. Drop <laughs> mic. <laughs> Third question. What's the least or most amount of beads you use for it to raise nicely, meaning like your raised bead work? Uh, that's to each their own, really. That varies. Like, yeah, it depends on how, like, how much. Like if it's for me, if it's something like you're wearing a pair of earrings or something, and it's a small piece. You can't be so big, but if you're doing a yoke or cuffs somewhere where you have like mobility and you don't have to worry about bumping into things, I say, yeah, you can go big. But yeah, it yeah. depends on like what this item is, I think. Yeah. And like I often get that question. So I you have to really play around because my height on my beadwork may not be like I've had some people like, oh, my God, no, I can't go that high or oh, like, no, that that's not enough beads for me. You know, mm -hmm. so you have to play around with your numbers. You have to see what fits for you and what you like. And yeah. And that's it. For I that think one. for the general, I would say and I think somebody taught me this or maybe I, brought, I thought of it myself. I don't really think it was myself, though, because I've had many teachers is the distance you have from the start to the finish point of what you're beading, make sure you add at least two beads. Oh, so, I see. I do three. Okay. Yeah. So mine too. When I'm teaching, like teaching people like first time raising, yeah. I usually say, okay, lay it flat and go back three beads okay. and then you'll get a bump. Okay. You know, so. Okay. So fourth question, what is your favorite edging style, Margaret? Mine, scallops. Scallops. Me? Uh, I don't think I really have one. Depends on what it is. I really hate doing the triangles. Uh, like the ones yeah. where it goes up and then you go down, it looks like a triangle, oh, yeah, like yeah. teeth. 
just because like when you try to beat it you can't beat it fast because you got to make sure that you gotta top go through beat. everything yeah I, so i mean some of them are more difficult than others yeah or cumbersome what are the differences between miyuki toho czech charlotte's etc i think we kind of talked about that already yeah but there were so many cuts posted on instagram a little small blurb about them and i'm going to ask them if we can post it on our page and so if we get approval i'll do that so we will just leave that question mm -hmm. as it is how long did it take you to master the correct tension uh we already talked about that at the shop so it depends it varies if you're doing a yoke you you can't no, how pull long it did all. it take you to master the correct, correct tension oh, how long hers is still loose everybody no yeah. just kidding <laughs> Get out of here. No. Um. <laughs> loose. Oh my God. It's like that meme. You have loose beadwork. Um. <laughs> How long? I don't know. It depends. The whole time. The whole yeah. time because you have to keep playing around with it. And Yeah. Because if you're like material, <laughs> like if you're a stabilizer, like on a yoke, you can't pull top. You can't pull hard. No. It's going to be all like ruffly and bumbly and whatever. But sometimes you can get away with on a yoke though because... Because you have to remember, like, when you're wearing a yoke, there's mobility. So what happens is that sometimes the eye can be deceiving. Yeah. <laughs> and so it moves. So, yeah, like, you have to, re you kind of really have to know. Sometimes you have to try things on, like, to see, like, in uh, yeah. that case, yeah. And it depends on your stabilizer. Like you said, yeah. like, pellen is different um, because it dents a little mm. bit. It kind of goes into the... Oh, okay. Which I'm just learning now because I just started using pellen. You pull so hard! Yeah, so I'm having to, like, let up a little bit because yeah. of cardboard. Pff, you can pull it real tight and yeah. and it's fine. So it depends on your stabilizer, too. Okay. Know, and whatever you're using. This is something that I think you have a problem with, Margaret. Oh, here we go. How do you build stock? Oh, She's Christ. always saying, I'm going to wait. I'm going to save this. Oh, this is her classic. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to save this. I'm going to so, save this. And then it's unsafe. Then I missed the sale of it and it's gone. Okay. So how do I build up stock? I don't. <laughs> I have nothing to show for any of my Neither do I. I have nothing. No, because uh, you know what? This is my job. So I can say I want to, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to build up stock. But then I have like, say, four pairs of moccasins sitting there and I have a car payment coming out or mm -hmm. I have to pay my damn hydro or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. then I have to, I have to sell it and I got to make money. So I try to like, I find the smaller little things. Like I still have some beadwork at the house. So I, I do have stock right now. <laughs> and you know how I, okay, here, here is, <laughs> here is a stupid way to keep stock. Don't finish them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have only something to do, and then it, you yeah. Could, yeah. So I have three things that could be either car hangings. I don't know about a medallion. Oh, okay. They're kind of small, but yeah, they're they're a little bit smaller, but they're not done. I didn't do the backing, so okay. I can't sell them. So they're all sitting there. So you want to keep stock? Don't completely finish it until you have time. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about line work? Do you enjoy it or dread it? No, I no. Do I hate it? Do I hate it? Yes and no. Straight lines, I don't care. Curves, I hate curves. I hate them. I mm. hate doing curls. I hate doing the little swirlies. I hate them. Swirlies. I'm not going to tell my secret on what I do. You'll have to take a class to learn that. No, but you know what? Sometimes some of the secrets are not just my secrets. I learned those from other people. Yeah, so, so I don't want to, you know. Like we said last time, to open Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah. You might hear the wrath <laughs> of some... Yeah. Some mentor, some some teacher. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have learned uh, how to do swirls better, mm -hmm. but I don't always like doing it. It's more tedious. It's just more tedious. So yeah. flat lines, straight lines, I don't care. I have other little tricks of the trade for those that I'm not sharing. So <laughs> I love line work. I love the classic look of it. I've always liked it, especially white. I love to hate it, but I love to do it. I love how it looks. So yeah, yeah I love line work. Yeah, raised bee work is a lot faster. Yeah. Except for the outlining. That's why you got to sometimes get away. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's it's like, once that's done, like once you outline whatever, then it's like smooth sailing, it seems like. So I have a question. I'm just going to throw this right at you Go without thinking or without anything. Okay. So what are you going to say? What do you say right now to the people who are going to say, why aren't you sharing? Because I don't want to tell you what I'm doing <laughs> because that's my tricks. And um, yeah, find your own. <laughs> There, I said it. Like, you know, I mean, what am I going to do? I can do? hear it. I can hear it. You know what? Like, there's a, so many times that... Use six uh, beads. Use seven beads. 
If you use eight men, you are like, whatever. No, <laughs> like I'm sending me? you right no. down the wrong path. Like, don't use eight beads. The more beads you use to do line work. The loose things are. When it moves, you'll see the bend. You have to go small numbers <laughs> okay, and then lazy small numbers. Like me. Yeah, like Margaret and I were talking about it. She said one time she used like nine and I was like, what? She goes, but there was no movement, so it was fine. Hey, if you can get away with it and it works, then use it. Yeah, but and it was for myself. It wasn't for a client. I'm telling you now, everybody, line work. If you're doing the one needle method... Now, I don't know how to do two needle. Ooh, yeah. That's not my style. Oh, my I have God. To... So everybody, I use one needle method for line work. When I'm doing my small micro beads, everybody, if I'm using size 24 or size 22 beads, I'm going back through that shit, man. I ain't doing no two needle. It's one needle all the way. Oh, my God. So like two needle is I tried it very briefly and shout out to anybody who does it because it's it's hard. It's a lot. I of don't work. even want to attempt because I know it's gonna take time to learn, and uh, yeah, I ain't got time. You gotta really like things gotta be down. Like if you've ever attempted just to tack something down, like if you don't do it properly, then you, it bumps. Mm -hmm. it, you get a bump. So not only that, but when you are trying to like keep two threads away from each other while you're beating, like so that they're not tangly and you don't have a big mess in the back, like that's what I had a hard time with. I kept like catching the other one then sewing it in almost and then, yeah it's like there's a whole like strategy to all of it it's uh kind of yeah i was like oh no 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 I, I couldn't do it i was just like it's yeah. it's more work it was more work for me to do yeah i don't know how to do it yeah and um yeah i don't know i don't know how and i don't want to take the time to learn <laughs> and you know what and and one needle works for me yeah but yeah like that two needle is something else yeah so, but yeah so anyway so if you're doing line work again i said for me Small number beads. There's my trick. That's as much as I'm giving away. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. Number nine, tips and tricks for making sure the cuffs don't slip when attaching to the mocks. Tack them down. Tack them down. Plain and simple. Tack them in the corner at the tops. Yeah. What is the one material or technique that you won't go back to after discovering another way? I Ooh, said cardboard. This Never. Was a, yeah. Okay. So me too. Is, well, I love my cardboard, but I probably don't. No, I don't really go back to it anymore. I glue. I say no glue. Uh, well, I use glue, but I, you know, I don't use that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't use a dab. A dab, a dab there. A dab will do ya. <laughs> but yeah, I, cardboard. Oh, I had a, more thoughts on this and I forgot what it was. What would you not go back to doing? What? Is the one material or technique that you won't go back to after discovering another way? I can't think of it. I had a whole bunch of question, um, answers for that one. But yeah, cardboard is one. And I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. Okay, so I'm going to shout out Terry Thomas Beadwork because she posted this on her Insta story. So shout out to Beadwork by Terry Thomas for posting this on her Insta story. And it was, do you bead for the wearer or for the viewer? Oh, I'm yeah. all for the wearer. Me too. I do it for the wearer unless specified otherwise. I'm not about that life. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I never really... I don't even care how crazy it looks to somebody on the outside. Yeah. I, even if it's upside down and it looks like whatever, I don't care. I'm making it for the wearer. Yeah, me too. I, especially, yeah, like all, always. Except I kinda... for a yoke. Because you can't, I mean, you're oh, not looking yeah. down, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. No, that it. would be dumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, reasonings behind that, even though we were just supposed to be quick, but they're, they're ordering That's it. That's for them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They're Why would I care what anybody else thought about it? I care about what they think about it. And I yeah. want them to see it. Yeah. So yeah. same, same. Okay. Do you have any tricks to keep momentum if a project starts to lose its magic? Do you have any tricks to keep momentum if, oh, okay. Uh, take a break. Um, I say start another project. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, I take a break from that project and I do something else. That's, or, yeah, no, for a specific, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet though if you got deadlines, but I think we talked yeah. about this before. Yeah, we had a whole lot. We talked a lot about this at the shop. That was a question we had. About keeping momentum? Yeah, but... Yeah, for me, I, I just, I'll, I'll stop. I'll put it aside. I usually have side projects, mm -hmm. in-betweeners, I kind of call them. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, no matter how much you love or hate a project, like, it gets daunting after a while. Like, my daughter's stuff, I love, I, I love it. Like, I can't wait to be done. But you know what? It sucks the life out of you sometimes. Yeah. Like, so I had to do stuff in between. Um, mm -hmm. 
what do I do though to kind of to get back to a project? Oh. It's for me. It's easy to find the creativity to start new projects, but to keep going is the, is the battle all the time. Yeah, so a lot of times it has to be small, quick projects too to get it out of your system. Like if I'm working on a huge, big project, I'm not about to start a whole nother regalia or like a whole nother yeah. uh, a vase because mm-hmm. it's going to take more time. So I throw in smaller stuff. Like, I don't know if it works. I'm I'm pretty sure it works for everybody, but I get this like creative urge mm-hmm. where I have to get it out of my system. If not, I'm laying in bed at night and I have damn colors going through my head and I have patterns in my head and I have... It becomes obsessive and I have to mm-hmm. get it out. Mm-hmm. And when you're working on a big project, you don't have that that outlet because it becomes daunting because all the creativity has already been mm-hmm. put into it. Yeah. So you're really just going through the motions now. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to do something small and quick. It could be a medallion. Sometimes I'll do uh, even baby moccasins. Christ, I just did a stretch where I did like six yeah. in a week, you know, like I have to bust it out. So and then once that kind of subsides, then I can get back to big projects. What I did is I had just finished a pair of moccasins because I have a fitting next week. Yes, I do fittings. Okay, maybe to go back, like when you mm-hmm. want in terms of chit-chatting with customers or whatever or like clients, mm-hmm. do fittings, make sure people see all your stuff, you know. Yeah. So I have a fitting coming up and so I, I did my fitting. I mean, sorry, I have uh, moccasins that I just completed. So I was just, you know, tood- tiddling around and doing whatever in my shop in the studio. And I saw a pattern. I thought, oh, man. So what did I do? I cut out, I cut out little kid moccasins. <laughs> I cut out the vamps. I think I even oh, it's because I had a pair of cuffs that I I had started some beadwork on, and I didn't like how they looked because I use size eleven, so I'm now using fifteen. So <laughs> I had these cuffs, so I just then like you know just transformed them into little small cuffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, little small vamps. So I made the moccasins. I cut them all out. I did all that stuff, did all the prep in terms of that, except for the actual sewing of them up. And I got all the beads. I put them in a box and I got my creative momentum out. And now I'm going to start the other part of the project once I feel a little bit better. I don't want to be working on anything. And like I said, I was sick and I didn't want to be like touching everything and all that kind of jazz. So I have another one. What? So I have some friends who don't post until the project is completed. Yes. They, They don't post their processes or anything like that so i'm i'm a process poster but like you just did a dump of a process for your yoke i just yeah like a big one and that was kind of it sounds dumb but i was losing steam on doing that like i have her cuffs left to do for her her arm cuffs and her moccasin cuffs and i'm like i'm done like Uh But I got to get it done, obviously. And I, ha- and I have a deadline because I have to start another set. Yeah. And so this week I'm done. After this, I have to get it done. Yeah. So I um, sometimes posting yes. is my goal. So it's like okay. I have to yeah. get a certain amount mm-hmm. done before I can post it. So okay. that's, that's a way too, to keep you like keep some of the magic alive, yeah. I guess, or try to get you back into doing and it. The like, buzz and the hype of it all, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, yeah, it's a boost. Yeah, exactly. For so. Sure. You know, because I, I like to share, like a lot of people like to share their stuff and whatever. So, And I'm going to say, like, if you want to keep your name and be continue to be relevant, and I think like that's something like, you know, like you're trying to stay relevant as artists, you have to like make yourself known and you got to show and make people interested. Yeah, in- you have to hustle for your own name. You yeah. have to show, you have to take pictures, like, and it's, you know, to each their own, whether you do it like during the process, after the process, like everyone's got their own style yeah. to do it. But if you want to be known, I guess, as a beadworker, yeah, like how, are, sure. how is anyone going to know? Yeah. Exactly. You have to advertise and yeah. put yourself out there. Yeah. So you have to do that. So th- I like to do that. Like, uh, I like to share, especially like her yoke, man. I work my ass off on that yeah. thing. Like, you know, we you post that little video and like me swearing and joking and like, I hate it. I hate the measuring. And, and that whole set was all about measuring and yeah. making like circles and all this crap. But. You know, like I worked hard and I want to show, you know, everyone what I did because I am super proud of it. And I love that. I love it. I still love it. And, you know, and And I I wanted to share. It's beautiful. (laughs) And I have a a piece that I want to share so bad. And I just two little, (laughs) I did one little glimpse or two little glimpse. And I'm like, ah, I love it. But I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And I'm just like, (sighs) I can't wait. Yeah. And see, I was like going to wait to show the yoke. 
to be done yes. with everything, but I didn't. I showed the yoke, but now I'm going to wait. And once the, the moccasins and the, yeah. the, the cuffs are all done, then I'll do another. I saw a little bit of the moccasin in the show, in the photo. Yeah. I zoomed in on that one. Yeah. Those are there a little bit. So, <laughs> But yeah. But yeah. So we have been talking enough for you, hopefully, to have beaded one flower. <laughs> maybe flat line beaded, maybe five inches. and um yeah if you are listening currently to the beating table um tell us where you're beat you're listening from are you listening from your car are you listening in in the airplane are you listening on the beach shout out to grayson beadwork she she um tagged us tagged us and she was on the beach and uh she had a birthday and she was out there celebrating Way to go. So happy belated from us. And yeah, let us know where you're you're listening from. And um, you have any uh, maybe suggestions for our next podcast? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, no. Who am I talking to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to the air. No. no, I don't know, man. Um, we'll have to think on it and see. Because we will be two months, less than two months out from grad season from the dreading date i think i have an actual deadline of may something Mm -hmm. because you have to remember some people want their outfits not for just the grad but for the graduation photos which sometimes are before the actual graduation oh Oh, margaret has some dread in her eyes right now like oh man oh no 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 i am uh you're getting your stuff the night before (laughs) like i should put that in a clause like you will only receive your stuff like the night of no i yeah i need every second sometimes yeah i'm all about that i think i've done that so yeah 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 anyway so if that's it that's it yeah we're good so we are saying yamako everybody for listening to the beating table from digoryako and i we hope you have a fabulous day everyone stay safe and stay healthy and uh we'll see you here uh next month yep The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Yudiwase and its employees.